I noticed that they had a B from the health department. And I wish I would have noticed that before I paid for the food. <laughs> yeah, you got to look out for those things, man. Yo, yo, I wanted to try a different place. And she wanted Asian. Well, don't say fault. the name of the place because I'm recording now. Oh, you're recording right now? Yeah. I don't give a fuck, dude. I give him a bad review on Google. Fucking expensive. That's the most expensive fucking food poisoning I've ever gotten. <laughs> God damn. Well, I don't know what to but, tell you um, about that. Just uh, just let it pass. Yeah, I mean, I'll let it pass, but it burns when it passes, dude. It's bad. <laughs> that's the whole whole problem (laughs) and don't take anything to to stop it like uh peptobismol or anything you get we get that you just got to let it go get it out of your system oh yeah i'm aware yeah i I don't i don't ever really do anything like that um but anyways man i uh guess i'm ready for this episode all right we uh uh you you know kind of what we're gonna do no So uh, basically, we're gonna like talk about like old open mic stories, like oh, funny things yeah. that have happened at open mics, um, funny people from open mics, people we miss, people we don't miss, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. So uh, I, we don't usually do an ad read at the beginning of these, do we? No, with Patreon, we we don't ever do ads. So. All right. Well, let me just play the music and we'll get started. How's that sound? Sounds good. It is the end of January, and that means we have to fit in our extra episode for the patrons. And uh, so we're here at the last minute, as per usual, trying to fit in an episode. But uh, my name is Jason Robbins. And that means that I must be Jacob Craig if he's Jason Robbins. And uh, yeah, we we explained it before we played our music. We're going to just kind of... uh, swap old open mic stories the theme of the episode as i guess ghost of open mics past yeah uh and this was suggested to me from our intern bj to blow by the way so shout out to bj for the idea um so we, we were gonna try to get a, a producer's episode going with our three producers um the date that we set for that kind of fell through for everybody so we'll try to do that next month and uh this month we're gonna just you know, go with a topic that was suggested to us from one of our fine patrons. So, um, yeah, we're going to just talk about some old open mic stories. All right. Um, so how do you want to start? Like, where, where, do, we, where do we start with uh, old Dude, stories? So I made a, a pretty big list. The list that I made, the bullet points, this is, this is longer than uh, the bullet points I usually make for a regular episode. Like I, I like it started flowing back to me, like all of the funny shit that's happened at open mics before (laughs) dude, who else could we start with other than big bill? Oh, big bill. You know what? You know, what's crazy. I saw him a few weeks ago at the Jack's by the tracks. Yes. At Jack's by the tracks. I walked in, he was sitting at the bar and I, and I saw Kringus. I walked up to Kringus. I was like, Holy shit. Bill is still alive. I thought that dude died. Yeah, so Big Bill, for those of you who aren't in the know, is a comedian who 
by the way, I should. I'm going to look through my card reader in a minute and see if I can find his business card. But he gave me a business card. And any comic that gives you a business card, that's your tip off to know that they're not a legitimate comic. Like, no real comic has a fucking business card. <laughs> and this guy does street jokes that like predate Twitter. Like, they're the kind of jokes that you would find on Twitter. But really, it's the kind of jokes that you would tell in, like, a Navy bar in the 1960s. Yeah, like, he tells jokes that that we were telling, like, in elementary school. Like, those type of old jokes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's stuff that, like, you know, it's, like, off-color jokes that, like, one of your older uncles would tell you. Yeah. And And, a lot of it's racist. (laughs) A lot of it is racist. Right off the top, I found his business card. Uh, on the back, it has Pride Furniture Wax and Lemon Joy Pledge. That's what's on the back of his business card. What? I guess he thinks that's funny. It says, Comedian Extraordinaire Big Bill, won't say his last name, spreading pride and joy around the world, the original ton of fun, the mountain of love. Think of him as $100, everyone's biggest friend. Pound for pound, best comic around, available for parties, concerts, get-togethers, weddings, graduations, buffets, divorces, funerals, barbecues, and or executions, <laughs> inaugurations, orgies, How exorcisms. How fit all that on one card? In circumcisions. It's a pretty big card. It's a big card. Well, I don't want to show that because it has uh, contact well, we're not, We don't have uh, video going right now anyway. So Okay, cool. Yeah, well. Yeah, I have some contact information on it. I shouldn't show that to the camera. Yeah, Big Bill is an interesting guy. Like he, uh, it's like he stopped aging. He's a really old dude. I mean, he's got to be what pushing seventy at oh, least. At least, and yeah. he's one of those people. Like, how is that dude still alive? Because he's way overweight. He's got diabetes. Like, he his foot's always like in a cast. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he his like his jokes are easily his his newest joke is at least thirty five years old. Yeah, like the jokes that the only jokes that he has written are about the TV shows Gunsmoke and the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, like <clears throat> this is this is the kind of guy that you would put in like a VFW comedy show <laughs> to do jokes for like Vietnam veterans. Yeah. They'd be like, I heard that in a bar in the war in 1965. And he ended up, I saw him at uh, Jack's by the Tracks, and he ended up leaving before the show even started. I don't know what the deal was there, but uh, he just left. He didn't even say anything. He just left. He has done that often. And I'm not afraid to talk about this because he's a bad person. Like, he doesn't understand what the light means. Yeah. So he just so whenever Wally would give him at the light, the light at the old open mic he used to host, he would like try to come off the stage at Wally, like threatening to fight him. And he did the same thing with Krangus at the juke joint. He like flipped him off. It was like, here's a light for you. It's like, dude, what the (laughs) fuck? It's your time's up. Like, that's all that means. And he can't. He can never remember his jokes either. He they're always written down, and he's always like fumbling. He's one of those guys that like fumbles around in his pockets all the time, like you know his, his shirt pockets are. He's like got his shirt pockets that's always like full of 
like receipts <laughs> and like shit that's written down on little pieces of paper. And like he'll be in the middle of a joke and he's like doing that weird cheek jiggle thing he does. And he like goes digging in his pocket for wherever he wrote the, the joke down. Which is funny because it's it's the same joke all the time. Yeah. Like it, was, it was always the same joke. I've never like, seen him tell anything other than the jokes he ever told. <laughs> but he still didn't know them. He just had to have them <laughs> written down on a receipt that he had to lose in his pocket. He seems like the kind of guy that uh, basically eats nothing but bacon all day. Like, that's all he eats is just bacon. Bacon sandwiches, uh, you know, straight bacon in the morning. Uh, puts bacon in his eggs. Probably drinks bacon juice. <laughs> I could see that. That's called grease, by the way. Yeah, bacon grease. That's what I meant, bacon grease. But bacon juice actually sounds uh, not tasty, but that that's a good title for the show, bacon juice. <laughs> Yeah, we can go with bacon juice. Um, yeah, the last time that I ever saw Big Bill, he was he showed up to the Wayward Kraken open mic, and he was angry that quote unquote his parking spot was taken. <laughs> Apparently, it's there was just street park- parking. What are you talking yeah, it, about? It's street parking. The only people who have a parking spot are the people who work at the bar. So he was mad that the parking spot he had made up in his mind was his was taken by someone on a motorcycle. He's crazy. And then he like stormed out and just fucking went off. I I imagine Bill Big Bill's going to be one of those guys that like he's just going to die of a heart attack in his sleep and nobody's going to find him for like a month. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he has any family. Like, I don't think there's anyone who's going to miss Big Bill if he just. No. I cannot see that dude ever like having gotten married and having children uh-huh. or anything. He's just like, he seems like the kind of guy that, that pisses off everybody he ever comes across. Yeah, he definitely made that mark on the comedy scene, too. It's like, no one ever had anything nice to say about Big Bill. <laughs> you know who I do miss, though? Um, and I can't think of her name right offhand, but she passed away. A few years ago, she was really funny. She came in. Uh, um, Carolyn Lucas. Carolyn Lucas, yeah. Because I see her her, uh, <clears throat> her stuff pop up on my Facebook feed every once in a while, like birthdays and stuff. And yeah. um, I really miss her because she was a, a really good person who came up with just slamming jokes, man. But, uh, but yeah, she passed away suddenly uh, a few years ago. Like, she had heart problems and... Uh, a couple other health maladies that she was fighting, and then she just, her body just gave up on her, and uh, it was really, really sad when that happened, and uh, I really miss her. Like, she was fun to hang around with. Yeah, she was a great hang for sure. Um, I think the last time I saw her was the first roast that I had produced and competed in, and uh, yeah, she did great there, which is... (laughs) It sucks. It, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth that one of the last things I said to Carolyn was I compared her to a pig. <laughs> she knew you were joking. Yeah, she did. Uh, she was the only one who wasn't upset about that. Like, yeah. I lost the crowd on, on that joke <laughs> because I was going up against Scotty, who yeah. owns a pig. And I and the joke was something along the lines of like, why do you own a pig when you hang out with Carolyn all the time? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. 
Carolyn thought it was really funny. Oh, she was rolling. Yeah, she. I mean, she was fucking. She was great. She could definitely take a joke, and no one else laughed. Like I, I, I'm fully. I, I think I lost that round because of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a roast. It's what you're supposed to do, and especially yeah. if you. It, <clears throat> I think what people don't understand with roasts is, as long as you're not doing it with malice and you're doing it with love in your heart. That's the difference. Yeah. Like, and I think people don't don't get that uh, subtlety these days. Yeah, and and I had actually I apologized to her afterwards because I, that joke didn't get a laugh from anybody. I think I had to go up against her at one point because I remember having to write jokes for her, but I, I I have them written down somewhere and I don't know where they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think we had just written jokes for everybody pretty much. Um, Cause she got knocked out in the first round, I think. But um, yeah, I remember yeah. <clears throat> we, cause we basically prepared for it by writing jokes for everyone. Cause you didn't know who you were going to go up against. So. Yeah. No, I think the absolute last thing I said to Carolyn, I was, I was talking to her and Scotty and I said, I said, uh, thanks for coming out. I love you guys. And that was the last thing I ever said to Carolyn. So yeah, glad it was something sweet. Yeah, and and not the pig thing. <laughs> so are we saving Jason waterfalls for last? Or <laughs> yeah, we we can. I mean, we can talk about Jason Jason waterfalls whenever you want. I mean, we've talked about this many many times, but it is such a just an epic story of one man who made it his mission to piss off every single one of us for no reason. Yeah. We have uh, Jessica Waterfalls now, too. Jessica Waterfalls? Yeah, that, uh, the chick we talked about a while back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't Same know fucking kind she of had thing. been named uh, Jessica Waterfalls. Or we, we called her Jessica Waterfountain or some shit like that. I have to give her a code name because apparently she watched the show and she knew we were talking about her, which is very creepy. I don't know how she even knows this exists. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, she follows me on Facebook. Yeah, but how did, like, she know that she was being talked about in that episode? There's no way she watches the entire podcast. I don't know. She knew. She smelled it. She fucking <laughs> smelled it. Maybe somebody told her. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think, I, I get the sense that she doesn't have a lot of friends. I don't, I don't know what to give me that inclination. I haven't seen her in person. I mean, I've seen her in person like one time in the last 20 years. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's overreaching or not to say that uh, you got set up on a blind date with her. Uh, yeah, that was, oh, God, I must have been like, I think I was like maybe 21 years old at the time. Yeah. And see, this was the thing, too, after this whole fallout. Like, she was like telling everyone, it's like, well, I know. Jason, I used to date Jason and all this bullshit. Like it, like it would make anyone what, forgive what is, her for anything. What's that got to do with it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We and I talked to you about, date like twenty three yeah, right. years ago. Yeah, you know how many dumb whores I went on a date with. <laughs> Doesn't mean I want you coming to a comedy show and then you know getting kicked out by the fucking bouncer. Uh, I think if she would have. Uh... I don't know. I think she she probably has the talent to do stand up, maybe, but she just I don't know. She kind of had the wrong idea and the wrong start to her career. I don't know about talent, but I do know about um, 
I guess inclement. Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't have the um, the the temperament to be a comedian. Yeah. She because she can't even make it on stage. Yeah, you can't come in with attitude like that. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the same thing that Jason Waterfalls did. Jason Waterfalls didn't make it on stage on the juke. Like well, he, he, he just came he made, in and immediately fucked he, everything up. He made it on stage at the Kraken. He did. And, and it, that was a weird situation because I, I came in and I looked at the list. And back in those days, I, if I saw a name I didn't know on the list, I would like go try to make friends with them. And I was like, I asked Molly, like, who's Jason Waterfalls? He said, that guy over there. And I gave him like, hey, the, what, like, the what's up? Hey, what's up, man? And he just like ignored me. And I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. Well, he immediately started off on the wrong foot because Wally that night, that was back when Wally ran the, uh, the open mic. And he came up to me and asked me to, to start the show, which I hate going up first, but you know, I don't mind doing it for, for Wally. So I went up, I started the show, did my five minutes Jason Waterfalls goes up after me and immediately starts roasting me. Yeah. Like he knew he's known me for 20 years talking about how shitty of a comedian I am and all this stuff. And like, not even really roast, just straight up, just like insulting me. I'm just like, who the fuck are you, man? I don't know you from Adam. Like I've never met you before in my life. Yeah. I don't know you from Adam Levine. (laughs) Like it would be different if like, you know, Wally did that, or I did that. Yeah, but it's like someone you've like never even met who has the audacity to go by Jason Waterfalls is just like you're the asshole, and just immediately starts attacking me on stage. Who's never said a word to him or anything. Then he gets off stage and leaves and doesn't even pay his tab. He did that both nights. Both nights he <laughs> the the we were cracking. He left. On his own accord, and didn't pay his tab. The Duke joint, he got kicked out and didn't pay his tab. And apparently, Brittany, the bartender at the Duke, she was like, "Yeah, I know that guy. He's come here before and also didn't pay his tab before. So I have his card on record, and I can just charge his card." Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm hoping that she charged it with. Um, 18% gratitude because yeah. that's I believe that's what you're supposed to Did do. Did you just say gratitude? Yeah, what is it? Gratuity. What's it supposed to be? It's gratuity. Gr- but it means gratitude, right? Is gratitude the ratatouille too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. <laughs> um man, I have a lot more people to talk about, dude. I, I want to talk about someone positive next um someone who i miss doing stand-up comedy all the time who's been on this show before mike dixon yeah i miss him doing stand-up dude he 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 wasn't he was a hobbyist right like he wasn't ever trying to be like a comedian yeah but but those are the kind of guys that were fun for me to watch because i it was like watching like a no stakes game you know what i mean yeah and he and he had pretty funny jokes too. So I I, I miss watching uh, Mike Dixon do comedy. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really come out anymore to the uh, the open mics. He used to come all the time when it was at the Kraken, and, and uh, yeah. I think that's just where he felt comfortable doing uh, doing stand up. He I don't see him yeah. feeling very comfortable doing stand up anywhere well, else. 
he only did it there because that's just the bar that he always hangs out at. Yeah. So, I mean, they did a comedy night and he was like, well, I guess I'll do comedy night because I just hang out at this bar. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he had, he had some funny jokes. I mean, I still see him all the time. He's one of my best friends, but he just, yeah, he yeah. just, he, he's not going to get up and do comedy like at the, the juke joint. I don't ever see that happening. I haven't seen him in close to two years now. Really? Yeah. And um, when the pandemic first started and we had no way to make money, I had made up some stickers and I was trying to sell stickers because I couldn't perform. Mm. And the only person that bought one was Mike. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, cool. Thanks, man. Give me your shipping address. I'll, I'll mail it to you. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. Just give it to me the next time you see me. And I haven't seen him in close to two years. So he never got his sticker. <laughs> I'll get it to him. <laughs> well, the next time I see him, I will give him this sticker. Matter of fact, um, he's supposed to be buying some Star Wars toys from me here soon. Nice. I have to sell some some stuff because I got to pay for my uh, vet bills. So I'm going to yeah. sell some Star Wars toys to cover that. Yeah, I need to look into maybe selling some stuff to have some extra cash for Pensacon. Uh, I have a few valuable pop finals and comic books and whatnot. But it's so hard to sell online these days because no one, there's, you know, the market for that kind of stuff has kind of crashed. Yeah. But um, yeah, the uh, last time I heard from Mike, he just, he texted me yesterday and he was like, um, hey, if I can get, if I can get you a free ticket to see Tom Segura, will you go with me? And then he texted me back immediately. It was like, not a gay joke. I seriously want to know if you <laughs> will go to Tom Segura with me. Like, yeah, I'd love to go, dude. Yeah, give me a ticket. But um, yeah, he used, he used to do some fun jokes. He used to um, have a joke about um, rapping the N-word and um, his, uh, his girlfriend's fat ass. Yeah. Stuff like that. It was funny. Yeah. And he always did the one uh, he did. He's uh, he always talked about how there's cover bands, but there's no cover comedians. And yeah. he would always do a, a cover joke. Yeah. And see, that's that's funny from a hobbyist. Someone else that I have that that's um, recently came to the juke joint. I won't say who it was, but he did the same kind of thing, but he did it like unironically. Mm hmm. And he was just like, this is one of my favorite jokes. And then just did a Red Fox joke. And that was the whole thing. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, you know how Krangus is about that kind of stuff. He was yeah. like, uh, it's hey, like that, never come back here. Kind of like I that, think that's what he said. That one kid that showed up that one night with, uh, he had the keyboard and he basically did. Um, uh, Burnham. Bo Burnham. And ripped off a Bo Burnham song and thought he just killed it. And every comedian like met him outside and was just like, you can't do that. <laughs> like you just can't yeah. do that. I've heard about that incident a lot. I wasn't there for it, but um, yeah, apparently he like, he did kill it because no one else knew it was Bo Burnham except yeah. for the comics. Yeah. And we're all sitting there going, that's a Bo Burnham song. He just took the music and literally changed the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. There, there's a, a lot of younger kids try to pull dumb shit 
like that. Like, um, there was, uh, there was one kid who came to the Kraken one time and he came a few times and he was younger than me. And every joke that he made, they weren't funny. They weren't even really jokes. It was like the punchline was just like him getting laid. I remember that kid. He just would brag about getting laid all the time. Yeah. That was it. And he came up to me one time and I was very cold to him because I just didn't like him. He was, he was a douchebag and he was, he came up to me. He was like, Hey, can I get some advice? Like, you know, like, should I start like filming my sets and like, you know, to see like how I can practice and do better and all that and blah, blah, blah. And I, I believe I told him specifically, I was like, well, before you film a set, you should probably start by trying to write a joke. And then I never saw him again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ever said anything to me, but uh, but I remember that kid, and he was uh, it was uh, it was hard watching him. <laughs> it's hard to watch comedians who think they're killing it and they're not. Well, it's like it's like he did the whole thing to just try to look cool. It's like he wasn't trying to make anyone laugh. He was just like, I get laid sometimes. My dick is big. Like that's what he was talking about. Yeah. It's like he it's like he was trying to like pick up women at an open mic night full of a bunch of fat white comics. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> the only people that are there are fat white dudes. Yeah. And you're talking about how big your dick is. It's like no one fucking cares. Yeah, this is the wrong spot for that, buddy. Yeah, exactly. It's like because I mean everyone knows that fucking Wally's packing anyways, dude. You don't even wanna <laughs> why are you even gonna bring it up when uh, you can just be uh, outdone by the host? Yeah. It's another uh, thing I miss about comedy is Wally. Yeah, Wally doesn't uh really come out that much anymore. Yeah, because of the COVID, I assume. He's still waiting for COVID to be over with. Well, you know, then you're gonna be waiting for the rest of your life. Cause it's gonna always exist. Like it's never gonna not go. Like it's never gonna just go away. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like it's a thing now. Yeah, it's probably gonna be like the flu every year. And not even that. It's it's probably gonna be like a cold virus eventually. Like everyone's gonna get it. Everyone's gonna build up an immunity to it, and then we're gonna fucking be over it. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get him back out soon because I like watching Wally. He's he's a skilled comedian. Yeah, the last time he came out to uh, B-Lux, he fucking killed it. Uh, it's a shame that he picked B-Lux to come to. Yeah, because there was only like six people there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and he came to um, the Juke one night, too, and killed it at the Juke. And uh, yeah, just, just stopped coming once again. Yeah. Which I guess I get it, but I mean, now with the, the variant that's going around is Omicron, like, dude, even if you get it, you don't, the thing about Omicron is you don't get that sick. It, it's, it's super contagious is the thing. Yeah. So you can give it to a lot of people, but you're only going to be sick for a couple of days. And after five days, you can go back into the world. Well, maybe so. we can talk him into coming back out. We'll, we'll try. Maybe. I doubt it. I, I there was a certain point where I just had to stop having COVID conversations with Wally because it's like, you know, our, our opinions are very different on the subject. So I was like, uh, well, we'll just we'll just not talk about it. Yeah. Because, you know, why? Why start problems where there aren't any? Yeah, I get it. But um, the last thing I have to say about the old Kraken days 
is uh or last couple of things i guess there was one time where there was a comic i won't say who it was but they um to set up a joke and the way that they did it i i agreed with it and i actually helped them write this joke they set it up to where they were talking about how their dad had called them a homophobic slur right Mm-hmm. You probably guess which one I'm talking about. I won't say it. Mm-hmm. And um, they did they did that on stage and it went over well. And and I got the joke. It's like he's not saying that he's saying what happened. Yeah. But there was this one fucking open mic. It was the first time he had ever done comedy. And he was going in on this guy about doing that. He's like, well, you just need to do something else, blah, blah, blah. And he started talking to everyone else. It was like, you guys need to be preparing for the tonight show. And you need to stop cursing. It's like, just don't curse on stage. You shouldn't curse in your personal life either. And you need to be prepared to be on the Tonight Show. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Who was this? Do I, do just, I... you would have known him. It was, um, I don't even know the guy's fucking name. He only did comedy like twice. It was uh, Leslie's. Uh, I think she's still with him, Leslie's fiance or boyfriend or whatever. Hmm. He only started doing it because Leslie was doing it. He doesn't come out anymore. And uh, yeah, he just had like a huge fucking problem with it. And I think I, I looked him in the face. And I said, hey, I'm never going to be on the fucking Tonight Show. It's like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just never going to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me how to how to speak. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Oh, that reminds me. There was one time on a Zoom, um, not even an, it wasn't even an open mic, was it? It was like a Zoom show. Or it might have been an open mic or something. No, it was a Zoom booked show that uh, some like crazy fucking religious, like, cl- like hardcore clean comic guy, um, he reposted the live stream. And he apologized on my behalf for my set. What? He apologized on my behalf for doing jokes that were dirty and had curse words in them. He was like, I'm sorry. I'm a clean comic. I know some people aren't and that's wrong. And then he had the audacity to DM me like, hey, nice set, bro. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, dude royally go fuck yourself he's like tried sending me friend requests after that and shit oh dude like, i dude, would totally block his ass from everything oh i i don't even need to block anybody dude i don't care fuck you i hope he sees this too fuck him dude <laughs> he knows exactly who he is it's not a it's not a local guy is it no no this guy's from new york i think something like that hmm. so he, if you're like, gonna be a clean comic be a clean comic but you you don't get to dictate what everybody else does just because you think you're more righteous because you don't say fuck. Like fuck you. Yeah. It's a word. Also, it's a fucking it's a mishmash of letters that we've assigned meaning to. Right. Also, hot take. If you're a clean comic, you're not funny. <laughs> like you're just not fucking funny, dude. I'll I'm be sorry. honest, there are some some clean comics that I do find to be very funny. But it's very hard to be a clean comic. The only clean comic that I find funny is Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. And Jim Gaffigan 
isn't clean on purpose. Oh, I know. That's what a lot of people don't get is like he curses in his real life. He's, he doesn't do it on purpose. It's just the jokes that he write just so happen to don't have curse words in them. Yeah. And but that's yeah, why he's funny. I don't know. That just that rubs me the wrong way when somebody's like holier than thou self-righteous because they don't. That, you know, because I've been told that before too by people, by different people. Like, you, you, you shouldn't say, you shouldn't curse on stage and stuff like that. I'm like, I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say, and right. I'm going to say it when I'm get, when I want to say it. And if you don't like it, leave. <laughs> that's the that's the gist of it, right there. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing for a producer of a show to be like, yeah, I will book you under the circumstances that you keep it PG-13, mm-hmm. under the circumstances that you get it, you keep it G-rated. And I that's can do 100% that. That's 100% fine. That's yeah. 100% fine. But when I got booked to do that show, the producer of the show said, there are no limits. He said, don't be racist. Don't be sexist. As far as that, you're fucking fine. As long as you don't say anything fucked up, you're good. Yeah. So, you know, don't apologize on my behalf. Because I've made a joke about my asshole. Now, if I say something fucked up about some fucked up subject matter, then, yeah, you can take me to the side and say, hey, you probably shouldn't joke about that. That's fine. But don't come up to me and and tell me I need to to not curse. Because I'm going to (laughs) curse. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah, and I've learned my lesson (laughs) with that a little bit, too, of doing things that are a little too fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) I I went through a a phase where I was a a lot more extreme than I am now. Well, you had to do that. You're way younger than I am, so you kind of had to test those boundaries. And And that's how you learn, right? And that's how you learn as a comic. And I learned my lesson, and I learned it the hard way because (laughs) I was booked... And by the way, I didn't know because the way this was presented to me is someone DM'd me and they were like, I host an international Zoom open mic. I want you to come by and do this amount of comedy on my open mic. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. And this was based in the UK. So I'm on what I assume to be an open mic in the UK. Turns out it's a booked thing and I'm the headliner. But he tells everyone it's an open mic so he doesn't have to pay them. Uh, So that's kind of the skeezy thing here. That's why I don't feel too bad about what happened. But uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, at the time I, I was doing this set that was like super hardcore and it was going well at the juke joint, which is a dive bar in South Mississippi. And then (laughs) I do the same jokes (laughs) on an, on a zoom show broadcasted in the uk and now i am the most hated man in the uk (laughs) i mean they fucking went in on me Uh, to be fair i started my set with a rape joke which is not the best way to start a set no it's It's not not. and i don't do that joke anymore because i learned my lesson it wasn't even that good of a joke for me to die on that hill so i just got rid of it but they didn't get over it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they really didn't enjoy what I was doing. Like, it was weird because I, on the live stream, like, I was getting fucking battered. And then in my DMs, there were people DMing me saying, you were the best comic. Like, you were the only one I laughed at. You were the only one who took risks. Because all the other comics 
we're doing these like hack airplane clean jokes. Yeah. And then I come in and I start with a fucking rape joke. <laughs> so I, I gained a few fans off of that, but then rest of the people, even and the guy that produced it, he DM'd me is like, Yeah, I don't um don't know if you should come back or not. And I was like, that's fine because you're kind of a sleazy cocksucker. So <laughs> Yeah. That no. Uh, but at least you learned your lesson. You know, that, that's something I think we could take away these days in the age of cancel culture and all that is like, if, if somebody says something fucked up and we call them out on it and if they learn their lesson, it's okay to not cancel them. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like, you know, I said anything that should get me canceled. Yeah. It's just, I said a joke that a lot of people would think is over the line. And now I don't do that joke anymore. Which like, as, as a society, we always swing back and forth. You know, we always go to one extreme or the other. And now we're in right. the extreme cancel culture edition of humanity. And we'll swing back to where, you know, things will ease up a little bit. But we just, as comedians, we have to just keep moving forward, learn our boundaries and uh, keep pushing the boundaries. But uh, kind of learn where that line is and to... If we're gonna step over it, just pinky toe it. <laughs> pinky toe over that line. Maybe, a bit. yeah. Not, you know, fully jump across and go, hey, you wanna hear something real fucked up? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's still what I do, actually. And I don't really care. But like I the just the the one thing like the only way you can learn how to do comedy is to just make your own mistakes. Yeah. So it's like that just was just it. That was just an example of me making my own mistakes by, yeah. you know, the, the UK does not like rape jokes. That's what I learned. Well, that's what we learned today. <laughs> uh, um, there was another time at the Kraken that um, we'll have to start same, wrapping this up soon. We're, we're coming up on 40 minutes. OK, well, the same guy, um, he was doing a set about the, his whole set was entirely about how he didn't want his kid. And (laughs) as he was doing the set, his kid walked in and he decided to not change sets. Mm. So he did an entire set of comedy about how he didn't want his kid in front of his kid. (laughs) And everyone in the room was fucking cringing except for him. That's why. Why would you do that? Like, why would you not take a minute and be like, let me find some different jokes because my child just walked in and all of these jokes are about how I didn't want my child. Yeah, that kid's going to need therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, he will. Yeah, I I remember this, but I don't remember who it was. I'll tell you after we wrap. I don't know. Okay. Blast him on the podcast, but I think that's the hardest I've ever seen anyone bomb. Mm. And he didn't understand why he was bombing at the time, but everyone else knew. Yeah, yeah, I've seen quite a few bad bombs in my day. Yeah, I think we both have because we've seen a lot of bombs together. Yeah, dude, I've seen fucking. I don't know. I was gonna try to make it an Al Qaeda joke. It's not coming to me. I mean, hell, I've bombed pretty hard before. So I bombed yeah. epically in front of you, which uh, we've talked about. 
Yeah, a few times, man. I, I mean, I'm sure I've bombed a few times in front of you, too. Well, yeah. Uh, but, you know. I mean, we perform 99% of the time together, so we're yeah, going to see true. bombs. Yeah, if we bomb, it's usually in front of each other. <laughs> then but, we have um, something to make fun of each other about afterwards. Right. <laughs> or now we have something to talk about on the podcast. We can make yeah. fun of each other on the podcast. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, we're getting up on the the forty minute mark, and um, it's time to go ahead and shut this fucker down for this month. I gotta uh, I gotta go make dinner because I'm hungry. All right, man. I'm going to. Um, and Jacob Jacob can't eat because he's got he's got the the runny poo. <laughs> oh, I yeah, dude. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> also, I forgot to give myself insulin for lunch, so my shirt was like. <sighs> What are you doing, man? Are you trying to die? I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't want to have to go to work tomorrow. God, that's not the way to do See, what you do is you call in and pretend to be sick. You don't have to actually I send yourself missed... into hypoglycemia. <laughs> I already missed a week because of COVID. This is my first day back after COVID, and I just wow. don't want to go. I, I don't, don't want to go. I don't blame you. I don't want to go to work tomorrow either. But uh, I think I'm going to, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have, a, I have a lot of work I have to do uh, for the podcast and whatnot. And I'm also going to watch The Sopranos. But I also need a haircut. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, I've got things to do. So we can end. We can we can get this done. All right. I'm going to make dinner. And uh, I will uh, thank you to everybody that uh, all you patrons, lovely patrons out there that uh, keep us afloat every single month and if you're interested if you're, you're you're hearing this on the regular feed which is way later than the patrons get it um go over to uh patreon.com or just go to openmikers.com and throw us a buck or two every month then uh yeah keeps the show going and we got some really good guests coming up soon so we do man i mean we can go ahead and say since this is just our patrons i mean coming up on the show uh, this next month for February, we have Daniel Ross, who is the voice of Donald Duck. We have uh, Christopher Burdett, who is a comic book artist who has done stuff in the Star Wars world. I mean, his his resume is a fucking mile long. So I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot of Star Wars on that episode. Mm-hmm. We have Laura Faye Smith, who is the um, the voice of Princess Rosalina or Rosaline uh, from um, Super Mario Galaxy and Mario Kart. And uh, we have Jeremy Kirkland coming in, uh, funny local comic who, uh, yeah, one of the best around. So oh, that's, yeah. that's what we've got on the docket for next month. Awesome. Well, um, let's go ahead and tell everybody that they can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com, at openmikers on Twitter and uh, Instagram, at jfunktastic and at Jacob C. Craig. Uh, at Jacob C. Craig on Twitter and Jacob Craig Comedy on Instagram. And we'll see you guys next month.